Hello and welcome to the Celebration Church podcast. I'm so glad you're here. In just a moment, we're going to jump into a message from Pastor Roger. But before we do, I want to encourage you, connect with us online. Whether that's following us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, or it's subscribing to our YouTube page or this podcast, do it. We want to stay connected. And another great way you can connect with us is be our guest on a Sunday morning service. If you're here locally, come on out. We want to meet you and connect with you, worship with you. We'd really enjoy that. But without further ado, let's jump into this message from Pastor Roger. a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. Is anybody named Candace today? That's a beautiful name. It's a, it's a, a royal name. It's a royal name. Candace is queen of the Ethiopians. I bet you didn't know that was in the Bible. Someone's like, I knew it. Okay, you knew. <clears throat> queen of the Ethiopians. Uh, which, if you, Amharic is the coolest sounding language in the world, just for the record. Um, if I could speak Amharic, that's, if I could speak it, I would. Um, I actually have a friend that sings, he's a, he's a recording artist, and he sings in Amharic, and I listen to it all the time. I have no idea what he's saying, but um, I just love it. <clears throat> so, get on with it, preacher, just preach. Quit talking about all the other stuff. Queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. So this is a, this is a trusted servant. <clears throat> and he had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning, seated in his chariot. And he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet. And he asked, do you understand what you were reading? So this Philip is running alongside the chariot, like, do you understand what you read? And he said, how can I understand unless someone guides me? And so Philip, uh, and so he invited Philip to come up and to sit with him. And now the passage of scripture that he read was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. Now, this is from Isaiah, but we can all, if you, if you have any kind of biblical literacy right now, you know we're talking about Jesus Christ, right? I felt like three people over here and four over here. It's okay. We'll work on that. And uh, I apologize. I don't. Um, he's talking about Jesus. And so Philip, Philip says, oh, I'll explain this passage to you. And F Philip said to him, uh, about, um, about, whom, about whom I ask you, does the prophet say this about him or, or somebody else. This is what the Ethiopian says. And then Philip opens his mouth and he begins, beginning with the scripture he had told him with the good news about Jesus. So Philip says, okay, let's talk about this passage. This passage is about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here's water. What prevents me from being baptized? 
And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. This is, this is a really interesting passage. So Philip jumps, runs alongside the chariot, kind of engages conversation. The eunuch says, stop running, jump in the chariot. He starts, he starts explaining the passage, and they're, they're just talking about the Bible. They're, they're talking about Jesus, and somehow from that conversation, the eunuch says, what stops me from being baptized? There's water here. Let's do this. Somewhere in Philip's argument, there was this emphasis on this idea of baptism, this idea of going down in water. <clears throat> Philip is, is explaining to him what we call the good news, right? <clears throat> we call it good news because without it, you got bad news. <clears throat> the, the bad news is this, is that you were born in sin. You are inherently sinful. How judgmental of you. <clears throat> You're not a parent yet. <laughs> Once you're a parent, you realize those little dudes sin, and I didn't have to teach them how to do it. Like, they, they're like, it's in them. <laughs> little liars. <laughs> Guess what? You was a little liar too, right? It's, it's in our nature. It's, it's who we are. It's, it's, it's part of what we are like. And we don't have to teach anybody to offend each other or offend God. It's part of who we are. The good news is this, is that while we struggle and while we have sin in our life, there's a God who's holy. Now, holiness is really this. It means God is other. God is beyond. God is, is not common. He's not like anyone else. God is, he is completely other than us. We are sinful. He is holy. And the good news is that God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. It means this, is that Jesus bridges the gap between a holy God and a sinful person. What I mean is like you don't have to be good enough you don't have to work your way through levels of, of goodness to somehow make God happy with you. What, I'm, what I mean is you don't have to avoid all the bad words just enough and say all the right words just enough to make God smile on you. God smiled on you enough that he reveals himself as Jesus Christ and dies for you to bridge the gap. That's good news. That's really good news because the guilt and the shame that we walk around with, like we can, we can hand that to him. And we can be done with that stuff once and for all. <clears throat> so why should I get baptized? If that's the good news, why do I get baptized? Why, <clears throat> why do I do it? Here's the deal. In regards to your sin, you, you, you don't have to, like, you get right with God. Your next step isn't going to a Bible study class. Your next step isn't joining a small group. It's not getting on a team somewhere at the church. You have good news in your life. The good news is Jesus Christ bridges the gap between where I was and where I'm going. The next step is not, now I'm going to go serve in a homeless shelter, which is good. You should do that. The next step is, oh, this is all about the work of Jesus bridging the gap. 
And so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to enter into a symbolic act of covenant with God. What has already been happening inwardly is now going to happen outwardly. That's what's going on. So we try to earn this gift of salvation often. I don't know about you, but I do it all the time, right? I just try to be a really good person or, or I try really, for me, it's not about trying to be a good person. It's about trying not to be a bad person. Like, I'm like, don't think like that, Roger. Don't be that mean in your head. Like, don't be so judgy, right? But the deal is, like, as much as you try, you're always going to fall short. The only answer is God himself, the one who's holy, saying, I can fix that. I can fix that gap. And the way I do that is through Jesus on a cross. It's the only way it works. We, we receive this gift freely. Here's what it says in Psalm 103. This is just a blessing from the Lord. It says this, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. How many of us have forgotten some of his benefits this past 2020? Who forgives all of your iniquity and who heals all of your disease, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the wings of eagles. Listen, what's going on here is this idea that God blesses, God God heals, God strengthens, God saves. It's not on us. And so our next step is not actually rolling up our sleeves and doing something about it. Our next step is embracing this whole idea that we got nothing to do with it. A lot of us here have encountered religion. And so what you've encountered is maybe you went to church and and it was all about how how your family appeared when you came to church on Sunday. A lot of us have been in, in, in a religious environment and, and this idea that, that it really what it all boils down to is, 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 is as long as we're doing all the right things and not doing all the wrong things, like, like we'll be okay. We just got to roll, roll up our sleeves and pull ourselves up by our bootstraps to be better people. That's what this is all about, just being better people. No, it's not. It's about a God bridging the gap between our sinful selves and his holy self. That's what it's about. Again, in the book of Acts, there are, there are 27 times that baptism is referred to. And of those 27 times, 27 of them go like this. Believe, baptized. Believe, baptized. In fact, there's one where it goes like this. Believe, receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And everybody says, oh no, oh no, you didn't get baptized. Go back and get baptized. What happens? So it's believe, next step, baptism. That's the next step. Every single time. It's not, it's, it's not fill out a membership card at a church. It's not shake the preacher's hand. <clears throat> That's not what it is. It's believe and baptize. So, so what is baptism? What's, what is it about? Like, are, are we baptized because like we're Baptist or do, are we baptized because like John the Baptist or like, like baptism is not a denomination. Like even Baptists, that's not what it's about. Like bat, we're not Baptists, but like, but Baptist, it's not about baptism. And like John the Baptist, that's not what we're talking about. Like John the Baptist baptized, but that's not even what the word baptism means. The word baptism is a Greek word, which means it's, it's, it's pronounced this way, baptizo, right? <clears throat> cool word. And baptizo means 
to immerse. Right? It's to immerse. Actually, that would be in first person. So it would be like, uh, I, I, I am immersed. Right? To immerse. <clears throat> to be baptized. It really means to be immersed. It doesn't mean to sprinkle. It doesn't mean to splash. It doesn't mean to get a hose and spray someone down. It means to go completely under. It's what the word means. So this idea that like, oh, like Protestant churches use like a whole tank, like that's because it's a Protestant thing. No, it's not. It's a, it's, it's a word thing. The word means go underwater. That's what it means. Go all the way underwater. <clears throat> Baptism is is a symbol. So when we go all the way underwater, it's like this symbol. It's a, it's a symbol of our salvation. In fact, throughout scripture, we see God pursuing people and the way he makes covenants with them is almost like a wedding covenant. Is how, like an, that's how it works. It's like the Abrahamic covenant. It, it's like a wedding vow. It's a symbol of our union with Christ. That's what's going on. You can be united with Christ without this, sure. It's a symbol of it. It's a symbol of it. Like, like a lot of us have wedding rings. Anybody, if you've got a wedding ring, put it up loud and proud. Come on. Boom. Okay, we got some people. All right, we got some people with wedding rings. Like, listen, I don't have a wedding ring. My, my family, we, we're part of a church that didn't believe in any kind of jewelry, and so we just never did it. And at this point in life, we're like, we could buy a ring or we could go on vacation, right? <laughs> Um, but we did get tattoos, right? So we did get tattoos. So we have our wedding day. We have matching tattoos. And somebody, you know, like, like, you have a tattoo? Like, that's a whole nother sermon. <laughs> we'll, get that, we'll, we'll get that religion out of you. <laughs> we'll do it. But, but, but okay, so, so I don't have a ring. But imagine, imagine that, like, you, you saw me going to the gym, which is pretty funny to start with, right? <laughs> Okay, and, and so imagine I'm, you see me going into the, <laughs> okay, you see me going into like goat, goat star donuts, okay? And like on the way, on the way in, I'm like taking out a Band-Aid and you, you just notice like every time I go in, I pull out a Band-Aid and like I put it over my, my wedding date tattoo. You'd be like, what in the world kind of pastor is this? What kind of world husband? is this, right, ladies? Baby, I'd be dead, huh? <laughs> Imagine in your, in, your, in your life, like, you're like, I, I, I want the benefits of the relationship with you, but I, but I don't want to engage in the public profession of our, of our love towards each other. Like, I want to marry you, but I, but I, I don't want to... Buy a wedding ring, which we didn't do that. But I don't want to buy a wedding ring. I, I, I don't want to do the whole wedding thing. What I want is I want all the benefits of the relationship, but I don't want to, like, establish this thing. I, like, I want to milk the cow without buying the cow. That's a word. That's a word for somebody right now. I'm stepping all kinds of toes. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing that. Pastor shouldn't be making people uncomfortable. Maybe he should. 
Listen, the, the wedding band doesn't make you married. It doesn't make you married. What, what made you married was the, was the vow between each other. But what it does do is tells everybody else, I'm off the market. It tells everybody else, hey, you, I, I'm unavailable because I'm in a lifelong committed relationship with my spouse. That, that's what's really going on. It's saying, I, I, I'm, I'm not there. Like, 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 you, you, don't, you don't tell somebody, like, like I, I want to be married to you, but I'm not going to change my Facebook status. <laughs> like, like, I want all the benefits of this marriage from you, but I'm not going to share a bank account with you. I'm not going to change. Somebody's like, oh, my goodness, stop talking now. <clears throat> <laughs> but that's what we do with God. God says, he says, I, I'm going to bridge this gap between holy God and sinful person. And all I want you to do is participate in the vow piece. Like, like it's there. I just want you to participate in the ceremony piece. And we're like, no, it's good. I'm already saved. I don't need that. Can you imagine if your wife was like that? The answer is nope. Yeah, we can be married without it. We can do that. But what are the motivations behind someone that wants to be married and keep it all hidden? <laughs> I'm having fun. <laughs> Check this out. Check this out. Okay. Uh, in 2019, I did a, a collection of, of messages called Stars and Sand. And in that, I talked about Abraham. Uh, some of you are here for that. And we, we talked about Abraham entering into covenant with God. And the way Abraham enters into covenant with God <clears throat> is through what's called a Sumerian vassal covenant. This is a standard, like in the Sumerian culture, anybody remember like sixth grade history, seven, sixth or seventh grade history, Sumerian culture? <clears throat> in, in the way they did weddings, this is what it looked like, and this is how Abraham makes a covenant with God. They would take animals and they would cut them in half. The father of the bride would cut the animals in half. So you'd have half of a goat here and half of a goat there. And then you'd go up a little bit farther, there'd be like half of a chicken here, half of a chicken there. Or you'd go up a little bit farther, there's like a, a calf, half of it, half of it, cut in half. This is how we're going to get married, baby. It's going to be romantic. <laughs> and then what they would do is the, um, the bride and the groom would walk through the blood between the animals. It's called a blood path. This is why in the scripture, when it talks about making a covenant, it says, cut a covenant, cut a covenant, because we're cutting animals in half. This is, and so they would walk through it, and the idea is, if you ever break this vow, this is what happens to you. From the father of the bride to the husband. Father of bride is saying, you mess with my daughter. <laughs> right? So what happens is Abraham has this covenant with God and, and we see this, this passage where Abraham is, is waving away vultures and stuff. The reason he's doing it is because he's, he's created a blood path with God and, and, and he walks through it. The idea is if you ever break this vow, this happens to you, Abraham. And so instead of walking through it, what Abraham does is just waves off the vultures because he's like, I'm not walking through that thing. And Abraham finally sees God. Actually, Scripture tells us he passes, he passes it through twice. God takes both sides of the covenant. This is very much what baptism is like. Baptism is also a Sumerian vassal co covenant. 
God is saying, if you ever break this covenant, this is what happens to you. Except that's not what happens to you. It's what happens to him. He's saying, if you ever break, because a lot of us say, I don't want to get baptized yet because I don't got my stuff figured out yet. And God is saying, no, 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 no. If you ever break the covenant, this is what happened to me. But what if I, what if I sin? Like I, already, like, I, like I get baptized and then I go off the rails again and I go back into my addiction. And God, God doesn't say, you get cut in half. He says, no, no, no. What, we're going to go back to what the covenant was. We entered into covenant. I already died, was buried, and rose again for you. But you don't understand, like I might be unfaithful in my faith. No, 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 you don't understand. If that ever, ha- if for any reason you ever walk away from your faith, God is saying, guess what? If that ever happens, I died, was buried and rose again for you. Like that's good news, somebody. That we're not talking about a God that's like, if you ever mess up, this is gonna be you. You're gonna be cut in half. No, he says, if you ever mess up, this is what's already been done to me. I died, was buried, and rose again. That's great news. And if I believed in that event, if I believed in a God who said, I will die, I will be buried, and I will raise again for you, I would gladly say, let me walk that path with you so that in my darkest moments, I can look back to a moment where I joined you in death, burial, and resurrection, knowing that you've always got it covered. So... So what are some reasons people don't get baptized? Here's some reasons. Number one is religion. Like, like we, we, just, we, just, we just get so like, mm, I'm, I just can't. I just can't. I, I, listen, <clears throat> we don't get baptized because God forces us to get baptized. R- religion says this. You do what's right because God demands it of you. Relationship says you do what's right because of obedience and because of the relationship. Like, <clears throat> My wife doesn't demand that I'm faithful to her. Oh, she does. She, she would find a, a quiet place in the desert, amen? But relationship says she doesn't have to demand that. Relationship says I'm 100% in. Like, I'll, I'll do what, whatever you want. Like, relationship doesn't say, like, I'll go put, or religion, like, religion says, like, you got to put gas in your wife's car so that she knows you love her. But relationship would be like, hey, I see her gas tank is empty. I'm going to go fill it. <laughs> Two things going on here. I'm, I'm scoring points. <laughs> Another reason why people don't get baptized is this, is, is because of pride. <clears throat> Listen, especially men. My brothers, I love you. But we got too much Pride. Which I've been living for God for all these years, so I, I'm not going to be the guy that everybody thinks has already done this. And so now I'm like, why would I go down there now? I've been living for God for 20 years. Never did it before. Never needed it now. Like, <clears throat> let me explain. That's pride. That's, that's pride. <clears throat> like, no, me and God, we got, the, we got our own thing worked out. No, you don't. The Bible says that there's, there's no, Bible is no, there's no private interpretation. It means God doesn't work out side deals with people. It's not what he does. You don't have like your own thing going. That's, that's pride. You don't make special arrangements with him. He says, I will die, be buried, and raise again. If you have faith in that, you join me. And then he says, now join me in a symbol, in the same sort of soup, the, the covenant symbol of walking between the animals. Join me in that. 
as a symbol of what you've already, what you've already received. <clears throat> but you don't understand, Pastor, like, like I'm serving today. I greeted these people as they came in the door. I can't get baptized. They'll think I'm a hypocrite. Let me explain something to you. The church is chock full of hypocrites. <laughs> not a problem with us. Because Christianity is not about Christians. Christianity is about Jesus. The only one who got it right. <clears throat> okay. Somebody might not get baptized today because you're like, I already got baptized. I got baptized as a child. I'd say that's awesome. Like, that's fantastic. But here, remember, 27 times believed and were baptized. Not mom and dad believed and got baptized. <laughs> believed and baptized. And somebody's like, you mean they baptize children? Like, they're dunking children in water? <laughs> no, they sprinkle them. They, they sprinkle them with water. There are videos of people dunking them online. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> but that's not, that's not, here's the deal. Remember, baptism is about an inward confession of faith. And, and, and your parents, when they got you baptized as a child, like, that was their faith. What they were doing is they were saying, God... I take my young daughter and I'm saying, like, Lord, do what you want with her life. Like, they were honoring God with your life. They're saying, God, use her. God, let her do your will, and, and we want to surrender her to you now. And so they dedicated you in baptism. And truly the best thing you could do, in, like, in hopes that, in hopes that your life would reflect what they did. And so truly the best thing you can do is respond to God with the faith they hoped you had. And this time be baptized, believe, baptized. With a, with a pure conscience before God, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's baptism. Same thing happens sometimes, maybe you weren't in like a Catholic church. Maybe you just grew up in a normal church. Like a, and like your great aunt was in town and your dad's like, hey, we're getting baptized today, right? Like you're, you're, you got baptized, like you're a little kid, you got baptized, somebody dunked you and you got wet and you came up and you're like, ah, oh, the movement out and ate like Chick-fil-A afterwards. It was amazing. <laughs> and like, you remember it. Like you, you remember eating what you ate afterwards. You have like a VHS tape, right? Like you have a VHS tape of you getting baptized. <clears throat> That's great. I would just ask you, if, you're, if your faith was there, cool. But if it was only because great aunt was in town, it's not that you got wet, you didn't get baptized. <laughs> Baptism requires faith. <clears throat> okay, another reason people don't get baptized is they say, I, I need to pray about it. <laughs> Tell my son, like, hey, bud, <laughs> it's Tuesday, take out the trash. I need to pray about that, Dad. <laughs> Negative, ghostwriter. You ain't praying about nothing. You're taking out the trash. Like, yeah, there are things in life we pray about. But literally, the next biblical step after our faith is baptism. You don't need to pray about that. I need to seek the will of God on that. He's made it pretty clear. All right, sorry. I didn't come prepared for this. You told me I was going to get wet, and I, I was hoping somebody else was getting wet. I get that. You didn't come prepared, but we did. All right? So we've got 
We've got the tank for you to get baptized. We've got extra shorts. We've got extra shirts. We've got extra towels. We've got deodorant. We've got hairspray, right? We got baby powder. We got lotion. We got Q-tips. We got beard grease, somebody. I'm saying, I'm saying we got combs, you name it. We're ready. We got a hair dryer. We're ready for you. We're ready for you. But, but you don't understand. Like, like I, would, I would, I would, but my family's not here. Like, my, my, my great aunt's not here right now. <clears throat> Listen, we have professional photographers going to take photos here in a second. And you can share those photos with your great aunt. But my, but my family's not here with me. Okay, I, I understand that. But listen, as the band comes, listen. When you stand before God, you're not standing before God with your family. He doesn't, you're not standing before the throne of judgment. And God's like, now that I've got all of you here, let's talk about things. No, it's you. So, so why wouldn't you do now what you wish you would have done then? Like we, we've taken away the excuses. And so like the Ethiopian eunuch says, he says, in the King James, I just love it. He says, what doth hinder me? Or what, Philip says this, what doth hinder thee from being baptized? If. That's my question to somebody. What's stopping you? As for me, if I had a holy God that said, I'm going to cover all the gap between us. I'm not asking you to do anything. All I'm asking you is to enter into a symbol that reminds us of what, what I've done. I would do that. I've done that. I've been there. Right now, I just wonder if there's anybody in the house that as I was talking, you were just like, you, you felt like, although I was talking about baptism, you felt like God was drawing you to him. Like you felt like you were not right with God. And you also felt like you really wanted to be right with God at the same time. That's the spirit of God drawing you to him. And you're right, you're not, you're not right with him. There's sin in our lives. And the only way we can bridge that gap is through faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So if you're in the house today and you're ready to just give your life to Jesus, why don't you put your hand up? Here we go. I got some in the back. I see that. It's good. Come on. Come on. Come on. Great best decision you'll ever make right now. It's not about you rolling up your sleeves and working harder. You're saying, God, I trust that when you bridge that gap and I lean into you, you've got me covered. So right now, I just want you to join me in this. Those of you that prayed that prayer, or th those of you that made that declaration, I want you to pray a prayer like this. What we're going to do is we're going to repent and believe. Two things. Repent means we're going to turn away from the things in our life that we think, say, or do that offend God. We're going to turn away from them. God's going to forgive us of those things right now. Done. And then the next thing we're going to do is we're going to believe in the death, 
the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when we do that, the blood of his son cleanses us from all sin. And we're gonna be in relationship with him right now. That's what's gonna happen. So join me, a prayer like this. God, I'm sorry for the things in my life that I know don't please you. I'm turning away from them right now. I I wanna walk away from them and I wanna be a new person. God, forgive me. I wanna be right with you. I really do believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So right now I'm placing all of my faith and hope in Jesus. Say these words, this is important, say these words. Jesus, be the Lord of my life and I'm gonna follow you every day that I live. Come on somebody, these people just made the best decision of your life, of your life. Bridges the gap, bridges the gap. Hey, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in to today's podcast. If you want to learn more about Celebration Church, I'd encourage you to go to our website, www.thecelebration.church to find out more. Well, we love you guys and let's continue to love God, love people and change the world.